Oliver Glubb stood a few feet from her desk. I might be able to sled over to your bedroom soon, he said, his face pressed to her balcony window. Adelaide joined him, both watching as snowflakes piled the secret Willow Street gardens high. I've never seen so much snow, Adelaide said. Those garden walls are seven feet tall, but I almost can't tell where one garden ends and the other begins. Oliver lived diagonally across those snowy gardens. Next door to him was Helmsley House, Archer's house. But Archer's bedroom was dark, and had been ever since the tiger incident. Do you think he knows what they're saying about his grandparents? Oliver asked. I can't tell, Adelaide replied, returning to her desk. He's never written about it, and even if we were allowed to tell him, I wouldn't know which rumor to begin with. Oliver didn't know either. There were new rumors every day, and they were getting worse. Adelaide finished her letter, stuffed it into an envelope alongside Oliver's, and said, I'm ready. Throw cares away. At the front door, they pulled on their coats and wrapped their scarves. Adelaide wedged a second scarf into her boot to fill the gap around her wooden leg. They trudged down the front steps and forged the sidewalk snow trenches. The sun was gone, and the stars were out, and the lampposts lit their way. If I didn't know any better, Oliver said, helping Adelaide over a snowbank, I'd think we actually made it to Antarctica. On the corner, they passed a group of carolers. Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer. They turned onto Howling Bloom Street, a winding lane lined with small shops, including a corner cafe that belonged to Adelaide's father. Bundled store owners stood high atop ladders, decking their windows with lights and garlands and festive displays while shoppers gathered to watch. Mind your heads, Mr. Bray of Bray and Ink shouted as Oliver and Adelaide dashed beneath his ladder. That's bad luck. When they reached Belmont Café, their faces were red and stiff, but inside... It was crowded and warm, with steaming cups of coffee all around. Adelaide scanned the overflowing bar. The barman caught her eye and shouted, Tu hot chocolates, Adi! Adelaide nodded and led Oliver through the buzzing cafe to a table in the corner. Oliver unwrapped his scarf and tilted his head. Adelaide did the same. A newspaper had been left on the table. Rosewood Chronicle. Iceberg hoax. Another day, another rumor. Rosewood is perfectly drunk with them, and it's time you all stop drinking. But before you do, we ask that you stretch out your tankards one last time and allow us to refill them. We at the Chronicle have been informed that Ralph and Rachel Helmsley orchestrated their own disappearance. That's right. The iceberg was nothing more than a hoax. Where does this information come from? A man whose name while not as famous as Helmsley's, might be familiar to some, Herbert P. Berthwistle, the sitting president of the society. We're still gathering information, President Berthwistle said via telephone from the Scotland Society, but I can say without hesitation that the iceberg was no accident. We know the Helmsleys got onto an iceberg, and that after an exhaustive search, the Helmsleys could not be found. We believe the Helmsleys did not want to be found. 
For those unfamiliar, the Society is an organization of explorers and naturalists headquartered in Barrows Bay. I hate to speak ill of a fellow explorer, President Birthwistle elaborated, so I will not go into the details, but while President Ralph Helmsley had made increasingly bizarre decisions, many of our members suspected the aging explorers had lost their minds. Many believed they were out to destroy our society. An effort was taken up to unseat Ralph. When faced with this disgrace, the Helmsleys vanished. Vanishing in Antarctica has made legends of already great explorers. I suspect the Helmsleys desired to join their numbers. I'm not sure how they survived. I'm not sure why they're suddenly coming home, but they are. Society members have been alerted, and I felt it my duty to extend a similar warning to the citizens of Rosewood. It's not with a light heart that I say the Helmsleys are...